You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Have the Texans lost one of their key secondary players for the season? We'll tell you what's going on there, give you the status on Will Fuller's health, and throw out some surprising numbers for you four weeks into the season. And hey, we also got some positives for you as well. Welcome aboard, everybody. I'm Robert Land from the Houston Sports Talk Podcast, along with co-host Brian Patterson from Fansided's HouseofHouston.com. Thanks for diving into your best daily source of Texans news, views, and interviews. Bill O'Brien said in his Monday press conference about Aaron Colvin, quote, it sounds like he could possibly play again this year. But I'm not definitive about that right now. That doesn't sound really good. Aaron Colvin, though, tweeted Monday, I will, quote, no doubt about it. So Colvin thinks he's going to be back. But when does he mean he's going to be back? And when do they think he's going to? We still don't know any of that. We'll find out if he gets put on injured reserve uh, with the ankle issue that he suffered during the game on Sunday. As far as Will Fuller is concerned, who got pulled from the game, Bill O'Brien indicated it's sort of is going to be day to day, Brian. And, you know, I don't know what you think about either of those two, but that hurts because Aaron Colvin was a guy that you're kind of relying on as your, as your slot receiver. And maybe it's Kareem Jackson moves back into the slot, but uh, the Texans with more cornerback issues, but the good news is Kayvon Webster might be back this week, according to Bill O'Brien. Finally. Yeah, I don't know if uh, Kayvon, and that that was the question we raised uh, in the in the podcast yesterday. You know, what's the deal with Kayvon Webster? You know, you signed him to a deal. You know, we expected him to be ready. Were they just holding him until, you know, just in case they needed an injury? But you, you got to get Kayvon going because you know we're getting thinner and thinner uh, at cornerback, and you know with Colvin going out, that is a huge loss. This. Karen Colvin was our one of our marquee signings outside of uh, Tyra Matthew, you know, and he's not going to possibly be able to play a good chunk of the season. You know, he may be coming back toward the end. I think they're going to gauge as far as where we are at, you know, whenever he is ready to go toward the end of the season. And if we're not where we need to be, if we're not contending for anything, a playoff spot or whatever, you're just going to probably let him just set out the rest of the way. But uh, just devastating news. Uh, in regard, I, I remember when he was hobbling to the sideline, did not look good. But uh, certainly, again, I, I just uh, hope that, you know, he gets well soon. And we we um, I, I don't know how we're going to manage. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the cornerback situation, uh, it's a complicated one. Aaron Colvin, though, his numbers this year with the Texans weren't as good with Jacksonville. And I thought maybe he would be an outside cornerback, but they've played him in the slot just like Jacksonville. had. They've used him. I think the same way Jacksonville is using them. I mean, you know, and, and his numbers, uh, pro football focus wise, anyway, he was at 68 in 2016, 69 in 2017. Uh, defensively, his coverage was in the 70s. Uh, then in 2018, this year, so far, you know, he had 57.9. So a considerable drop in coverage. He had dropped to 64.6. He's not the only Texans player that's dropped uh, defensively individually this year. So it's not just a group thing. It's individual. And we got to get into that a little bit later, Brian. But I I did want to hit some positives because I know you like positives, right? You're you're a positive guy. 
Uh, have to be, you know, especially with the way uh, we've endured some of the things this team has gone through over the years. You have to be. You have to have that mindset or else <laughs> it's not going to be fun watching this team. All right. Positives. J.J. Watt became the second fastest player to 80 sacks for his career. Only Reggie White got there quicker. And that's good company to keep. And J.J. Watt, obviously, and you're going to hit his numbers, they're positive. Uh, recorded, the Texans recorded more than 420 yards of offense for the third game in a row. The offense is on track. Uh, this marks the first time in franchise history the Texans have had three straight games of at least 420 yards of offense. And Brian, what I think is interesting when you delve a little bit into the Texans' numbers is their overall ranking as far as yards per game defensively and offensively. Because if you look at it right now, the Texans overall offensively this season, they are ranked uh, fifth in the entire NFL yards per game. I mean, does that surprise you? Um, not too much because, you know, we're slinging the football. We just, you know, when we get into the red zone, you know, as of late, we haven't been able to convert. Now, the Colts game was definitely a turn around the corner, but we were getting the yards. We were moving the chains, but that that's what the difference is uh, from last season to this season. We've got a quarterback that can get the job done and he's got his weapons back. Yeah, you said it. It's red zone. That's been the key defensively, though. They're ranked 23rd in the NFL. That's no mirage. They haven't looked good defensively again this is yards per game uh, but the points and yards per game is really close so that's those are similar stats but let's hit some more positives we'll stay we'll stay with the positives it's the first time since 2011 the Texans have had multiple games where two receivers compile more than 100 yards in the same game of course DeAndre Hopkins and Kiki QT uh, both did that in this one they recorded 30 total first downs, which is the most total first downs gained in a game since week four of last season. That was that wallop of the Titans last year. They also earned their fourth win in the last six matchups with the Colts. And remember, there was a time, Brian, in the not-too-distant past where the Texans couldn't beat the Colts. So they're they're making some progress, at least against the Colts. But yeah, the Colts are on, they've been on a downslide and, and it helps when Andrew Luck's in and out, and there's no Peyton Manning to deal with anymore. Also, and they just don't have the they don't have a, as much talent, of course. Oh no, I mean they're still rebuilding. I mean you have Andrew Luck, but you know there's a lot that's. I mean they've improved. I mean with Chris Ballard, you know running the the Colts, but there's still a lot of issues. You knows with the offensive line how easily JJ Watt was able to get to uh, Andrew Luck. They still got to rebuild that. They've had a lot of losses, especially with the retirement of Jack Muhort, uh, which is one of their best offensive linemen. Uh, but yeah, it, it's just going to take some time. Um, I just don't think the Colts are. I think we have a better chance of winning the division than the Colts because they're just a mess like we are. But I think we're a better mess, if that makes any sense. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll we'll take your mess and we'll we'll up you one with that. We're, we're better, though. Uh, hey, I've got to tell our listeners and we're going to get into some some more numbers that might surprise you from a pro football focus standpoint. But uh, got to tell you about two new shows on the Lockdown NFL Network. You got Lockdown Fantasy Football 24-7, giving you the latest news, waiver suggestions, injury news, et cetera, et cetera. We've also got Lockdown Fantasy Football uh, loaded with great guests Monday, Tom Kessenich, Tuesdays, Eric at home, Wednesdays, Jeff Ratliff and Tyler Lechner. Also, if you think you can make some money off of the Texans, put a few bucks on the game or any of the games around the NFL or around professional sports, just uh, – 
go to mybookie.ag. Remember who you're betting on. It's just as important as who you're betting with. They've been in business for years. Great reviews as well. And their mobile site is easy to use. I would recommend a service that's been good to me. And that's why I'm urging you to make your way to mybookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting over-unders on fantasy points scored and the most rewarding player perks in the biz. MyBookie slammed with new bettors and wants to give everyone the best service possible. So if you're willing to deposit after 6 p.m. Central, they're going to give you an additional $25 free play on deposits over $100. What a great deal. Join now. MyBookie will match you your deposit dollar for dollar. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKDOWN when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. If you wait until 6 p.m., don't forget you can get an extra $25 free pay by using the promo code LOCKDOWN25. Just throw a little 25 at the end for even more money off. And go ahead and wait until after dinner. Take that extra money because my bookie, they're going to take care of you. My bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. All right, Brian, we, we haven't touched on uh, all of the uh, numbers in a while on, on Pro Football Focus and where the Texans are standing. What were the big surprises for you? What stood out for, for this game with the Texans? Uh, what stood out to me, uh, we could talk about uh, the uh, offensive line. Yeah, let's start there uh, with Martinez Rankin. His eight pressures you know, weren't uh, too much of a surprise. He's still learning, but uh, had a bit of a better week. Uh, Kendall Lamb. Um, as far as his grades, uh, yeah, he had a 55.6 offensive, 69.4 on the pass rush, and 23.2 on the run block. So uh, Kendall Lamb did have one penalty, and you know he was starting at right tackle for Julian Davenport and took 79 snaps. So um, I, I think he was decent, um, a lot better than Julian because you know he's you heard just my clapping there, didn't you? That was me clapping yeah. for for Kendall Lamb because we we. We, we trashed on this guy a lot over the last couple of years, but Kendall Lamb, give him some credit. This game, he was good. He was really solid. He, like I said, he had that one bad play. Like I said in the postgame, one bad play uh, that everybody kind of noticed. Uh, I think that was in the, late in the first half. But if you look at Kendall Lamb, big picture-wise, I mean, you can't say much bad, especially his pass blocking. I mean, everybody with the Texans, and I'm sure you're going to get into this, struggled from a run blocking standpoint, but the pass blocking overall – was great. And when you look at those numbers, Brian, I mean, think about it. I mean, some of those numbers we're seeing, they're, they're uh, 60s and 70s. I mean, they were consistently down in like 30s and 40s last year, the offensive line. Yeah, yeah. And and you know what? And Deshaun has had the time to throw. I mean, he leads the league in the amount of time, you know, to attempt to throw. He's right at 3.2 seconds. And I think Josh wrote, uh, Josh Allen, I'm sorry, with the uh, Buffalo Bills is right behind him at 3.1 seconds. Russell Williams, Wilson should be right behind him, too. Kendall Lamb did have the worst uh, run block grade out of the unit, which is a 43.2. Uh, so that's what stood out to me uh, with the offensive line. Moving on to the defense. Woody Mercis had a better week, 65.3 offensive. His run defense improved to a 73.4. Um, it had been hovering in the 40s and 50s for quite a bit. Tackling, he has been pretty solid in the tackling front, a little bit better this week. He had three pressures, all quarterback hits. So, you know, he's he's blipping on the radar. So, you know, we could definitely say that. Zach Cunningham 
He was he had a 47-5 in coverage, still not good in coverage, and that is his weakest point. And teams are going to exploit that week after week until he gets it together uh, in that department. Pre- uh, total pressures, Watt and Clowney each had seven of them. You know, we obviously know that they you know wrecked havoc out in the field. Edgeofor had three. Um, so again, like you said yesterday, you know, why aren't we getting him more into the action? He, he did get more snaps. He got to 32 snaps, which I think is probably if you added the two weeks previously, you add maybe 10 or 15 to that. So that that's good for edge to see him out there a little bit more often. Yeah. I still want to see more of him. I still want to see edge out there uh, a lot more out on the field, but 32 snaps in this game. Uh, J.J. Watt had 79, so that gives you an idea how, how many snaps there were in the game. You know, I'd like to see him out there for more than half the snaps. Right, right. And, and, and Edgio Four, I just think he's just one of those flowers just waiting to bloom. You give him enough time, you give him enough sunlight, they're, they're just going to sprout up and become just a, a terrific player out there. He's going to make mistakes. He's a rookie. He's not going to be perfect out there. But, again, that's, that's something that uh, – is, you know, as far as him going out there and being able to make an impact, I think he could do it um, immediately. But going on to uh, the best offensive grades, uh, Deshaun Watson um, had the highest offensive grade, just barely. DeAndre Hopkins had an 88.8. You guys may have been surprised, you know, who would get the top grade. Usually it's either him or Deshaun, but Deshaun had it this time, uh, very improved. Um, Jordan Akins. 86.4 uh, with his run, you know, with his uh, run blocking grade, you know, you you always worry about how well is he able to block uh, going out. There's a tight end. He gets an 86.4. Jordan Thomas had the worst pass block grade at a 28.2. And um, anybody want to know how Kiki Cootie did according to pro football focus? He had a 66. So there were some opportunities. He had some drops. He took 80 snaps in the slot, uh, but still, um, you know, he was – well, he took 80 snaps total, 50 in the slot. I'm sorry. Just want to make sure I have that clarified. Uh, but he still did a, a solid job, you know, just coming in in his first game of his career. Yeah, the other thing that y- you notice is Jordan Thomas, uh, 27 total snaps. Uh, Jordan Aikens, the Jordans, he got more. He had 37 total snaps, so – uh, they're relying a little bit more on the veteran of the rookies. You know, he's 26, 25, 26 years old, you know, mid-20s. So he's the more veteran guy, and, and he comes in with more experience just playing tight end throughout his entire college career, where Jordan Thomas kind of did a little bit of everything in his college career. He was everywhere. So Jordan Thomas, it's, it's still going to be a learning curve. He's, it's going to take a while. He's a physical specimen. We've seen it. Uh, he can do some things. There's no doubt about it. Uh, we didn't talk about this at all, Brian, but with the injuries to Will Fuller, Sammy Coates saw the field, and, and they're going to have to probably play a little bit more of Sammy Coates uh, than they have been playing to this point. So it's going to be interesting. They they brought some receivers in, some looked at some guys. They, they got somebody with the practice squad. We'll get into that uh, if they do bring these guys up to the regular squad. But for right now, you know, it's going to be the guys like Sammy Coates that – we're going to see more of uh, down the road. I mean, I, I don't know what you think, but uh, are, are you more excited to see him or Vincent Smith? I mean, it, it doesn't look like v- Vincent uh, was was activated. So, I mean, who, w- who would you rather see out there? 
I do like Vincent Smith, and you know he showed a lot of flashes in the preseason. I don't. I wouldn't mind bringing him out there. I, I mean, what's what's you know what's it going to hurt uh, to try him out? You know, getting him some time, giving him some snaps, uh, because he's just one of those uh, overachieving undrafted free agents. And speaking of the cornerback side, you know, it might be time to go on and and make sure it's Andre Chashray's time. And that was a guy that you know I was really high on in the offseason. Even made a way. I made a path for him to make the. 53 man of course he got cut and he's on the practice squad nobody's picked him up but i think it may be time to kind of bring him into the fold um as far as in the cornerback position because you know our guys are just dropping like flies and you're gonna have kareem jackson just you know it's gonna be a carousel for him just moving from safety to cornerback back and forth with colvin being out you know for as long as he likely will be out which is i'm calling it he's gonna you know he's gonna miss the season i don't think we're gonna see him back yeah, Kareem, I, I do not want to see him play the slot. He is not good at it. Um, he's. Eh, uh, I would rather keep him at safety and see if they can figure out something at cornerback. But there's some major issues, and, and we we got to get to the just uh, some overall stuff that I want to get to on defense. But just want to remind everybody that if you're enjoying the show, tell your friends and support us by sharing our links uh, with your social media followers and take a few seconds to rate us on iTunes. We'd appreciate it. We'd also want you to be a part of the conversation. Uh, LockedOnTexans at mail.com. Just go there for questions or comments. Just send us an email. Uh, follow us on Twitter or Facebook. However you want to message us, we'll, we'll catch it. Uh, we'll respond definitely. And uh, hey, uh, we got a new sponsor too. I- isn't it crazy how much we pay for brand new brand new and brand name clothes uh, swap.com uh, is our new sponsor why do we buy new kids clothes if they just outgrow them in a few months wouldn't it be great if there was a place to discover awesome discounts on gently used clothes there is and it's called swap.com the world's largest online consignment and thrift store stop driving to store after store and sifting through wraps i hate doing that's a pain Easily sift through millions of clothes in seconds on Swap.com with easy-to-use filters to find just what you need. Over 14 million tons of textiles are wasted each year, but shopping secondhand at Swap.com helps prevent textile waste from polluting the environment. Love hearing stuff that's good about the environment, and that's something everybody can feel good about. Swap.com, it's the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. And with Swap.com, you can save up to 90% off retail price on your favorite brands like Lululemon, Carter's, Nike, J. Crew, and Gap. Quality, hand-inspected items are added every day. If something doesn't fit, enjoy hassle-free returns within 30 days. We've got a special offer for our listeners. Get 35% off select items for your first order with the promo code Locked On. Same promo code as we do with most of this stuff. It's easy to remember Locked On, plus fine Cool new deals every day on Swap.com's homepage. Go to Swap.com, the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. All right, Brian, the the, the thing that uh, really concerns me on the defense is, you know, it's weird. You know, we're talking about how bad the defense is doing as a whole, but there's a lot of individual things that scare me. I mean, have you looked up sort of what these guys are doing compared to what they're doing with their career at all? Have you looked that up yet? No, no, not at all. It's it's come to my mind, but I haven't like taken a look at, you know, how the numbers look. So yes, uh, please enlighten me. 
<laughs> yeah, this is yeah. I'm gonna light some people because this is scary. I mean, I don't know what's going on. I don't know whether again, I'm starting to wonder what's going on with Romeo because it's hard for me to believe that everybody just got worse one year later. And as much as we sort of uh, punked on Mike Vrabel last year, you know what is going on with Romeo because Whitney Merciless. Uh, in 2016, which was his last full season healthy, he was 81.3. You know, the time that he played in 2017, it was 75.8. There was a minor drop off. This year, he's 49.3. I mean, I don't know if that's recovering from the injury, but that's Whitney Merciless. Bernardrick McKinney, no evidence of injuries that we've heard of from the Texans. Bernardrick McKinney's at 60.3 this year overall, his pro football focus grade. Last year, 69 the year before 72 2015 77 so there's been kind of a minor drop off but this this year it's been a bigger drop off then you go to Zach Cunningham his second year in the league should be getting better Brian you and I were so excited about him he was he's gone from 66.6 to 33.8 this year 33.8 is horrible it's that's 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 like scary bad I worry about it, and I talked about this, is Romeo losing his fastball. I mean, I know he's getting to the point of his career where he's starting to have those thoughts. You know, maybe it's time to go on and hang it up and retire instead of just duking it out on the sidelines. I imagine his affinity for the game is is what keeps him going every day. But um, that that's just the situation there. I mean, you just had the rain to the defense the season before last. You've got some new guys in, but you got a lot of the same guys you had originally, uh, like Whitney Merciless, as you mentioned. So. But it's amazing what a difference two years can make. And um, I'm, I'm afraid to say it. I hope that's not happened. But this man may have lost his fastball. RG had a good point. It's kind of a slow start sometimes with Romeo's defense, especially if he's got new guys that he's working with trying to install into his system. So we may see an upward trend, you know, as we get through the season. But um, I, I just I don't know. But these are vets. I mean, outside of time, and time yeah. Matthew's been – you know, he hasn't been terrible. He's been okay. I mean, but if you look at Jonathan Joseph, and, and, and this is a father time thing. J.J. has gone terrible. from 67.2 in 2016, 67.4 in 2017. Big drop off to 58.2. So he's pretty, you know, it, it hasn't been a gradual thing. All of a sudden, he might have lost it. You know, J.J., you know, cornerbacks, uh, that's a speed position. If he just doesn't have that speed and athleticism anymore, and maybe a sign of that, Brian, was we saw him playing off guys, you know, way off yardage. I mean, RG brought that up. You talk about what we talked about in the post game yesterday. That was one thing uh, we, we kind of skated over, but it, it was a great point by RG. He was playing way off of his guy. And he's, it's, I, again, I think that's a habit that the Texans do way too often. I mean, get up, you know, you can, you can slow them down. You can put some hands on them a little bit in the first five yards. You can't grab them, but you can put some hands on them and you can push them a little bit. And, and, and that, that split second, that's huge. I mean, and, and you just don't see it much with the Texans ever. I mean, I don't remember seeing it a ton with Wade's defense either, but uh, Romeo, it's, it's really evident. And, and that's now a big issue. And, and another guy, you're a big fan of this guy, DJ reader. He went from 79.2 last year to 68.3 this year. These are guys that are young guys. They're not – outside of J.J., I'm not talking about 30-year vets. I mean, we're not talking about 10-year vets here. We're talking about guys that should be in the prime of their career. Whitney, Bernardrick, Reader, 
I mean, these are guys that we were really confident in when the season started. Zach Cunningham, and 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 it's and it's been bad. And what about Christian Covington? You know, a guy that uh, you know had an excellent start to his career, and then you know he got hurt, and then you know he started out this season hurt, but he's come back. I, I've heard <laughs> nothing from him or have seen him all that much. So that's another guy. When he was out there, it wasn't all that effective. I don't know if that's with injury, but, you know, where the heck is Christian Covington and why isn't he contributing to this defense as well? Wondering about his health. I mean, that's that's got to be a thing with him. I mean, you, you know, he got hurt uh, first game, I think it was, right? And and, right. and so, I, who knows? I mean, but uh, – just something to, for you guys to keep in mind. Um, hoping to do a crossover tomorrow, talking Cowboys. Um, don't forget our website, LockedOnTexans.com. Andy Rio, Calvin Crawford, Brandon Gipple, they're all doing fantastic work over there. Brian's got you covered on HouseOfHouston.com, a Houston Sports Talk podcast. Uh, we'll be talking some Astros uh, postseason baseball. That's good news. Uh, that's what we'll be talking about this week. But uh, And I'm sure Brian's got, got a lot of that going on over at HouseOfHouston.com. He's going to break it down for you as we go into this Indian series. But uh, we'll be here talking Texans every day. You know where to find us. That's all we got for this one. As always, thanks for making us a part of your week. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, <laughs> 